What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 12th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. How you doing, Greg? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. It's a Star Wars day. It's it been, is. It's been a good, a good week. It's been a good month. It's going to continue to be. It's been a good life. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We had WrestleMania 35. Sure. We got Endgame two weeks. Two sure. weeks, baby. Oh, Less God. than Can two weeks. Can you believe it? Can you believe yeah, it? We have Game go. of Thrones in literally days. Yeah, days hours, out now. Kind of and we are moments away from seeing the Star Wars Episode yes. 9 title reveal and trailer. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of funny games daily. We talk about video game stuff. However, on the big TV over here, we do have a Star Wars Celebration pulled up so that when they start the trailer, we will do a live reactions in games daily. <laughs> and <laughs> if you say, Live hey, wait life, a second. Dude. I thought it was a game. You know what, man? Come on. It's Friday. Can we have some fucking fun? Can we have some fucking fun? guys. Woo! I didn't realize Stephen Colbert was going to be hosting this. Yeah, Star Wars dude, panel. boy PB8. Uh, yeah, a lot of things happen. April, yeah. big month as always. And then Detective big Pikachu, year. early May. Sure, of course. Yeah, <sighs> Days Gone still coming. Yeah. We got Hellboy. Katana Zero out next week. Hellboy tonight. We excited for that? <laughs> we got Hellboy. No, I don't know, man. No, don't know no, if that's no, going. Don't, don't know that's going your way. Don't go there. <laughs> Devin Sawa, when he was here yesterday talking to us, he was he was back back there hanging out with me. And he's just like, man, I was excited to look at. Uh, yeah, I know. I said back there. Uh, I was excited to look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes and see that Hellboy had an eighty-five, and then I realized that was the original Hellboy, <laughs> and that the new one has a twelve. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. But that's enough. Of all this movie talk, ladies and gentlemen, until the trailer drops. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, Janina Gavankar, of course, from Star Wars. Maybe, con maybe confirming uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 by accident. Oh, man. Uh, a, a slur in the Division 2 and much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, you need to be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. No more bad PSN names. It's really hard. Mm. It's really sad. You know what I mean? R.I.P. Even though today's, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, today's squad up is a terrible PSN name. Somebody oh. changed their name to because they're a horrible person. Uh, then, oh God. you can watch us record the show live. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around... The Globe. Housekeeping for you today? Guess what? It's a big month in April we keep talking it about. It's going to be a big month in May. May the 4th be with you, Vancouver. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Kind of Funny World Tour is rolling into party Just with like you. BB8. Come on. It's BB-88. Come on out. Uh, to wherever we're doing in Vancouver, you can find out at kindoffunny.com slash events. I keep forgetting. It's some kind of public house, some kind of public library, something to that effect. A public Anyways, library. You can come out to us, play, drink with us, party with us in uh, Vancouver, May 4th. Uh, thank you today to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, Mohammed Mohammed. Mm -hmm. If you need more wrestling in your life, Nick, no, Cool Greg, yep. James, you, Tim, yes, all made a WWE in review show last I, night for I WrestleMania. Think it was right? about three hours. It was uh, definitely at least two and a half hours. And um, were we very, very, very drunk? Yes, I could have told you because that because oh, James no. Burke, James Burke was supposed to be there at like six. And that turned to seven thirty. That yeah. turned. I, I don't think he got there till like nine. And because uh, I didn't leave here till well, well after midnight. God. Uh, but I came in and when I saw that when I saw the Signori's box and the the garlic bread box just out still, I was like, "This was a late night that ended poorly." Late, late it went, night. That's going good, up on good content. WWE well, interview going content. on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, our exclusive WWE show. When's that one going up? 
Ballpark. Uh, today. Today? All right, there you go. Another reason to do it if you need more content to get ready for Game of Thrones. And then today we're brought to you by Hims and Harrys, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one. Did Horizon Zero Dawn 2 just get confirmed by friend of the show, Janina Gavankar? This is Connor Sheardon over at Games Radar. Guerrilla Games hasn't announced it yet, but you know Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is coming. I know Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is coming, and actress Janina Gavankar knows Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is coming. She seems to actually know, though, and she probably said more about it than she should have during a live stream of her walking the halls of Star Wars Celebration 2019 on Thursday. Gavankar uh, voiced Tatia. I don't remember that character. I, me- I remember Janina being in it. In the this is the DLC. It doesn't even matter. Tatia, Tata, in Horizon Zero Dawn's uh, Frozen Wilds DLC. Not a huge role, but enough parentheses and left open ended enough that it wouldn't be surprising to see her reappear in the sequel. When talking to a fan who came to celebration in cosplay as Gavankar's character from Star Wars Battlefront 2, the conversation drifted to Horizon Zero Dawn via Reddit. In parentheses via Reddit. Quote. This is Janina. It's incredible. Just wait till you see the sequel. You're going to die. I know some secrets. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, shit. Back Whoops. to Connor. Back to Connor. Not much room for evocation there. Uh, Gavon Carr clear, was clearly talking about Horizon Zero Dawn 2 being the sequel, a game that doesn't officially exist beside, despite broad assumptions of it being the next project for Guerrilla Games. And her talk of secrets makes it sound like her character is involved in some heavier plot elements, or at least that Guerrilla has clued her into more of the overarching story, uh, story beyond Tate's role. Uh, I, Real quick, I'm getting a lot of stuff from the from the chat saying it's about to happen, so we All might right. be behind. Let's do it. Oh, here we go. It's okay. time for Unmute Star it. Wars. Let's see what's happening. We were, we're, we're taking a pause from our story about Janina, who is in Star Wars Battlefront 2, to watch the Star Wars trailer at Star Wars Celebration. Unmute it. There he goes. He unmuted it. Good job. Oh, let's go, baby. If you're an audio listener, we'll get back to it soon. They're getting blacked out the arena at McCormick Place in Chicago. Oh, my God. It's Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lie to them. Uh, Here it goes. There's Lucasfilm logo. Let's 
Oh shit. What? The rise of Skywalker? And wait, was that live at the end of the Emperor? That's what they that's what they want you to believe. No one's ever really gone, including the bad guys, apparently. What what was that thing they were looking at, Barrett? That was uh, the Death I, Star. I, that was absolutely the Death Star. That was a crashed Death Star, like the top of the Death Star. Yeah. Like where the laser comes out. The Rise of Skywalker. I was into that trailer. I don't know how I feel about that title. How how are you gonna have a rise at the end? It's the end of the saga. <laughs> Clearly, they well, lied Kylo, to us. Kylo Ren has fallen, so now they lied oh, to us. C three PO. They lied to us as always. That's not C three PO. Is it not? No. John Williams. Oh, that's John Williams. Anyways, they lied to you. As usual, Ray is gonna be a Skywalker. Duh. That's why she was hugging, laying, crying. You're all a bunch of dum dums, y'all. Oh, your parents don't matter. It doesn't matter. There you go. That's what it was. You know what I mean? All right, back to all video right. games. Enough of this crap. I've had enough of you guys. Your fucking stupid things. Let's talk about fucking division. I'm and excited. also, Star Wars actress Genia Gavankar <laughs> confirming. So, rising. <laughs> um, I appreciate Connor's reporting here, going into the fact here. Like, and her talk of secret it makes it sound like her character is involved in some heavier plot elements, or at least Gorilla has clued her into more. I think that's I, in, 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 into more of overarching story beyond uh, Tatiana's role or whatever. Uh, I think it could just be that Janina is also incredibly connected in the world of video games and just has seen stuff similar to when we talk about uh, every time we talk about uh, Ragtag, right? When we talk yeah. about Amy's game, Gary's always like, "Oh, I saw a bunch of it, and this is what it looked. Like. It was cool, but yeah, da, da, da. like I think." It's well known that you see things behind closed doors, especially when you're working with them. I'm not saying Janine is not in the game. Janine is probably in the game. That's probably what's happening, but I don't want to jump to too many conclusions. Yeah, and it, it might even just be story elements that she's talking about sure. that like she knows because they've talked about the, the direction her character might go yeah, or yeah. whatever. So yeah. No yeah. surprise, right? It's, it is one of those yeah, things. Okay. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn Two, it's happening. Like yeah. we, we know. Yeah. The bigger question is when. Uh, so mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like, is this a PS5 game or is it a PS4 game? I think that it's more likely to be next gen yeah. at this point. I think I was me, uh, Andrew and I literally were talking about this yesterday, and I think it'd be really really cool if it could be a PS5 launch game. Yeah, I think that'd be a huge statement for that game, that console, right? Of like, here we go, and here it is, and hopefully they're sticking with. The uh, hey, it's the games. It's a gamer machine for gamers. So it's like you know how I, I we joked around about the fucking paint can from Infamous Second Son yesterday. I don't want any of that crap. Mm -hmm. And your launch games just make really good games. Don't do touchpad bells and whistles and craps and light bars that nobody's going to give a shit about. Yeah. Make it really good games. And I would hope that's what the directive they're giving Gorilla rather than hey, sucker punch, make Infamous, try to make it a launch title. You slipped a bit, no big deal. Uh, but yeah. put in the motion control, shaking stuff and touchpads and whatnot. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know they're in a, Sony's in a weird place right now where they're killing it, but yeah. it's it's getting a little slow. It's getting a little empty and barren coming up, and with their state of play, like you got to imagine that the one that they did isn't going to be the last this year. Oh no, they said there's more there's, coming. Yeah, but yeah. I, like they didn't say when necessarily. Sure. But like sure. you got to imagine there's more than one coming oh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the year, and you know that showed that they all don't need to be like behemoth titles. But I feel like you can't do that i thought that one was great but you can't do that four times you know oh like sure you, yeah, you yeah, yeah, to, yeah you need to have some big stuff and as we said this before with state of play the reason i liked it is that i thought i like vr games obviously and i thought it was a good hey here's what this is going to look like and here's it's not it isn't 
The Last of Us 2 release date because we can't do that every time. We don't want to set that precedent. That but you they think, will at some point. Exactly. And that's what it'll be. So. But now, but I think it'll be, then the question will be like, if the, if the next one is, hey, we're announcing Last of Us 2's release date. Oh my God, that was incredible. Then the third one would be, all right, cool. Are we getting a VR one or are we getting one that talks about Death Stranding? And yeah. you understand the difference and you come in with that expectation. Yeah. I'm just, you know, when we're looking at the big three now, where I guess Days Gone is kind of like a weird in between, but we have Days Gone and then. Yeah. We have the the three that everyone's just waiting for with Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and uh, Last of Us. Is there something else? Like I, I, I kind for this of, generation? Yeah, for PS4. La- so yeah, we, I'm, I'm sorry. I was so you cue to something. I'm looking at all the big ones. You're talking about Days Gone. You're talking about Last Death of Stranding. Us. You're talking about Death Stranding. You're talking about Ghost of Tsushima. You're talking about Dreams. Which you're yeah, counting or not counting? It's the first party. It's the first party. It is. Yeah, but I'm not counting. You're not counting it. Fun. You're going to yeah. be that guy. That's who I mean, you want to game, be. That game's for all intents and purposes already come out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it did what it's going to do in terms of like, nobody's now looking forward to it. Nobody on in, in, in the, the sense of like, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You mean outside of the people who are now excited about dreams because they watch something on Polygon or yeah, what? Let's talk it's about It's not it. a swan song game for the PS4. Sure, fair. You know, really whereas, close whereas uh, you know, a sequel to one of the earlier PS4 titles, whether it's Bloodborne, Spider-Man, um, Horizon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I think I think if you were to launch new hardware with Horizon Zero Dawn two, and it looks the best here, plays the best. I still, you know, I still hold on to what I think that Xbox is going to do away with generations, and I do think that the next box is just a super more beefier Xbox One X, which will still means that if there is a game coming out to the super beefy Xbox One four, whatever you want to call it, that it'll still play on Xbox One S. And yeah, it'll just I, mean, like I think so too. And, I, I, and if they do that with PlayStation, right, then I they do. They, they really do away do. with this whole problem we're talking about, where it is all of a sudden. That's where it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, we are launching the PlayStation 4 Pro 2, whatever you want to call it. PlayStation 5, but it play, it still plays PlayStation 4 games. You can still play, play the games we're going to talk about today on it. It'll just look worse. However, we're launching this beefy-ass console, fucking 15K, all the teraflops. How many flops? How many flops Dude, I'm, I'm predicting Dude, up to 300. Flops. Wow. Up to 300 wow, flops. A lot of flops. Anyways, though, they are like, in, you know, one of the games that's been specifically created to look the best here is Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Mm-hmm. You already know how great this looks on your PlayStation 4 Pro. Don't you want to see how good it looks on this PlayStation 5 with all these crazy bells and whistles? Yeah. But if you want to play it on your launch, uh, fucking Jet Engine PlayStation 4, knock your socks off. Good for you, man. You have your fun. Yeah. I hear that they're going to make the, the PS5 games compatible on PS2. Wow. Yeah. Man, they've they've overcome a lot of things there. That's an unconfirmed report from Tim. Don't do it. Yeah, uh, what I was looking up is a very lengthy email. <laughs> but what it does say here is you are free to confirm possession of a review copy beginning Friday, April 12th, 2019. That's today. Boom. There's no time on here. So Friday. I'm a, I'm a, I'm on Friday. I'm allowed to confirm everybody that I in fact have days gone, that Tim in fact has days gone, Exciting that Kevin stuff. has days gone. Barrett, sorry. There are only 3 copies. We're going to get you one, though, I swear. Everybody's ready for the weekend. Everybody's ready for that weekend. And the funny thing is, of course, it's Jen's weekend. You know, it's mm. her birthday. Yeah. So back in the old days, I would have oh. been able to give you the disc and say, hey, man, have fun. But now, you know, digital future. I, yeah, I can't yeah, do that. I can't yeah. share that game with you. Um, and we may. But, uh, okay. And the review embargo is Thursday, April 25th, uh, 5.01 a.m. Pacific time. Huh? Avengers Day. Day. Yeah, big day for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we're playing Days Gone. That's all we can tell you. We can also tell you, though, the review embargo is Thursday, April 25th, uh, 5.01 a.m. In traditional uh, kind of funny fashion, I imagine we'll field your questions during Games Daily, but then give you the review during Games Cast. I'll be Mm -hmm. recording that day. And then we all go see Avengers. 
Captain America, help me. Yes, Yoda. <laughs> you know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> and that's how, you know, there could be a time portal in there that makes a lot of sense and all that. All that way. Yeah, you know what I mean? We're feeling goofy today, and I'm like, it's a Friday, man. And then they, I always say these things and then I reread them because, like, did I just fuck? Did I, I just did fuck? I, fuck I didn't. No, April 12th. April 12th. Dude. You may confirm the review embargo starting Friday, April 12th. That's today. That's mm-hmm. right now. So I did it. I confirmed it. Everything's good. Nobody Very cried. Uh, number two on the Roper report. One I missed, but I guess it didn't get too much traction, but Ubisoft was right on top of it. Number two, Ubisoft apologizes for a slur in the Division 2. Uh, this is from Andy Chalk, uh, uh, Big Bear. I need you to do a Google search. I didn't write down what publication Andy's at. Andy Chalk, Ubisoft apologizes, slur division two, you'll find it. Chalk as in like... Like I'm writing on a chalkboard. Chalk Zone, the hit Nickelodeon show. Chalk Zone. That doesn't... I don't remember that show at all. It was part of Kablam. Chalk Zone was fine. Uh, PC Gamer. (laughs) PC Gamer? Yes. Thank you very much. Andy over there says, Ubisoft has issued an apology for an image in the division two that contained a homophobic slur and removed it from the game. The multi-story piece of street art, which first came to notice earlier this week, depicted a police officer eating a donut while wearing the badge number FA6607. That very obviously translate from leet speak into a slur, and there's no clear context for it. Is the police officer homophobic, or is the homo- or is it a or is it a homophobic anti-police statement, or is the word just there and there's no reason behind it? I, like, well, I love the line of questioning. Hey man, Andy's on it. Andy's on it. Ubisoft has not attempted to defend the image and said it should have been caught by its review process before making it into the game. Here's an update to Andy's article. Some players think the image is a riff on art from the 1981 Black Flag single police story there are similarities but even if that link is legitimate it doesn't provide any additional context or sense for the in-game image uh if you wanted to bring that up uh, maybe not i guess Uh, yeah i'm not on twitch probably not a good idea but if you google the uh, 1981 black flag police story single art it is very much a riff on that it is the same face from the dude it's also a cop there uh again back to andy's point what the fuck's a statement? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just know that it's bad. That is what they're doing. <laughs> Quote, it's been brought to our attention that a piece of street art in Tom Clancy's The Division 2 contained offensive content. We removed the image from the game via a patch Thursday, April 11th, Ubisoft said in a statement. We apologize that this image slipped through our content review processes and we are currently reviewing them in order to avoid this kind of oversight from occurring in the future. End quote. Ubisoft didn't comment on how the art image made it into the game in the first place, although the offending content is a very small piece a very small part of the image and obviously not easy to pick out uh when remember, i remember the vaginas oh yeah from watchdogs too yeah, yeah well they, they rendered or they put some vaginas Ubisoft down there can't catch a break man yeah well i mean it's just you got all these guys over there and girls over there making all this art and stuff and just like whatever right and whatever. that's that's what it comes down to uh you know it's funny they talk about the review process the I, free, I it wasn't Andy's article. Someone else reported on it. it might have been games uh, gamesindustry.biz that I saw it originally on, and then dug into Andy's original sourcing. Mm-hmm. They sh- they it came the they, the gamesindustry.biz was using uh, an imager uh, album somewhere of it, and they're like it's 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 uh, image fifteen on the rundown. I was like. What is this about? And it was literally just like all the typos and stuff in like signs and street posters and stuff. Mm. Just like like massive, just making a mistake and like, you know, misspelled flea market and shit and people put it together. And then there was this. Um, it's just realistic, you know? Of course. People yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 exactly. Especially video game developers in another country. <laughs> just trying to get Washington, D.C. Can you imagine? Trying to make sure if this game where you can play with h- hundreds of people in your clan yeah. and all this other crap just works. And imagine I know you can only play four people. Spell all the like street oh signs. Oh, God. Can you imagine that? Sarah, well, that you just jumped on this. Good for them. Yeah. There's a problem. Let's fix it. Yeah. Let's address it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. 
great. Exactly. And I think that's, and I, I, I you know, Andy's article here, right? You know, Ubisoft didn't comment on how the image made it into the game in the first place. Uh, although the offending, like, I can tell you how that happened. Yeah. You have, I, and I, I think honestly, and I'm, and I'm obviously given, I, you know, how I'm Greg Miller. I like to think everybody's a great person. Everything's awesome. I think it's, I think what it is, is that somebody in there is a huge fan of uh, Black Flag and the police story thing that I'd never heard of because I don't know any of Black Flag's music, right? I think that they need, hey, we need a whole bunch of street art created for this thing. Okay. Hey, I'm going to put a reference to one of my favorite bands in this. Hey, the thing I'm using, use the F word. I'm going to put it in here, but in lead speak in a gaming way, because as I was talking about on this show, right? Like I haven't learned that. Like, I don't get me wrong. I, I think... Most of us would understand. Well, not actually. No, that's me taking his thing. For us, at kind of funny, we all know the f word's a terrible thing to say, and we would never fucking say it. But when I was growing up, I didn't, right? And I, th- I would say that, and you call your friends that, and you do all these different things. And in the same way that maybe if you're a game developer, a game artist, whoever, and you've had a different life experience, you've never done that, and you don't even agree with that, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. You've never had someone who is gay tell you how offensive that is, tell you the history behind that, tell you how much that hurts them, and what how little that makes them feel. Yeah. You don't know that you put it in there because again, you think you're making reference to a piece of art that maybe meant something to you, or maybe the police officer is homophobic. Maybe the maybe you were just saying this police officer with his donut is homophobic. <laughs> maybe that's what you were saying. Maybe it was a statement about police interaction. What it really comes down to is that you have uh, hundreds of people working on a video game mm-hmm. and then you have them trying to make rigging work and bullets sound great and do this thing and like the last thing anybody's going through the fine tooth comb is because this isn't like if you don't want to look it up it isn't like bah here's the word it's on a bat it's like a very clear this officer eating a donut and this giant thing and then his badge number yeah. is there and it's like I can understand that if I'm trying to reference something and do something to something I really loved but I wouldn't Greg Miller wouldn't but I can understand where somebody maybe would yeah. Again, though, long story short, great job on Ubisoft. Great job, Ubisoft. I'll just be like, hey, you know what? Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Be. That's not who we are. That's not what we want this to be. Yep. Are and I think that's the thing is it's not just getting rid of it. It's making the statement of like, nope, mm-hmm. not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all great. Totally. Number three on the Roper Report. Let's talk about dangerous driving in the Epic Games store. We're going to read from Some Alex Santa Harry Maria. Potter. <laughs> Bad Harry Potter. Yeah. Dangerous driving. driving. Harry I'm Potter. The- Harry Potter. Dangerous driving in the Epic Games Store. Uh, Alex Santa Maria at Game Revolution has uh, a review up for Dangerous Driving. Uh, 3.5 out of 5, he said. Um, not a huge fan of it. Had some things there. But he talks about how Epic Games Store actually makes it a worse experience. And I wanted to bring it up with context about it. I found it off of Reset Era. What up? Uh, because I know on this show, I'm often we often talk about Epic Games Store. And with none of us being PC gamers, it is this thing where we... we uh, it, well, the store is going to get better. It's going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Why are people so mad? Here's an example of like what right now this is doing to games. If you're current, I'm sorry. If you're playing on a computer, the problems don't end there. Dangerous Driving is currently an Epic Game Store exclusive title. This usually wouldn't impact a review in any way, but the client's lack of feature makes this PC release strictly inferior to its console counterparts. Since the Epic Games Store currently doesn't have achievement support, neither does Dangerous Driving. This is an, this is excusable, but the additional I don't know, le- is it, Greg? Yeah, who wants achievements? Who cares? Oh, I got a, I, oh, I got a Steam trading card. Oh, tell me something. It'll matter when you get a trophy and it yeah. can increase your fucking level. Trophies, right? let's go. What level are you PC dorks in your epic trading card collection? I'm Steam. What level are you in TurboTax? Yeah. Fucking dorks. You know what I mean? God. I love you guys. It's Glass just a house. Joke. I mean, you, you understand. That was in character. Of course. Of course. Well, I need to spell it out because some motherfucker out there is going to be like, oh, 
Doesn't he the, understand? The, the buyers. The buyers. The trophies are the same thing. He's an idiot. <laughs> and I am an idiot. I won't argue that. Anyways, back to the story. Sorry. Uh, doesn't no, okay. Let's start over here. Since the Epic Game Store currently doesn't have achievement support, neither does Dangerous Driving. This is excusable, but the additional lack of online leaderboards is the real bummer. Not being able to compete with friends for bragging rights is a kill is killer in a single player experience all about speed. In a game this bare bones, the lack of these features really stands out. Mm, yeah, that's as a I bummer. said, I think most of the time I'm very much like it's gonna get better. Blah blah blah. I need. I, I want to bring up actual evidence and context that, like, no, this is actually this is sucks right now. Games, the quality of games. Because Andrea was on Gamescast uh, for two weeks now in a row, talking about how much she likes Dangerous Driving and how, yeah, they're working on multiplayer, but right now this is the way you compete. This, it is bare it. bones, and there's not much to it. So, like they just said here, it's like taking anything out of that is yeah. like kind of a not big deal. Exactly. So heads up, big deal. Oh, there is a solution though. Take your giant. CRT monitor, your giant computer tower from Compact, toss them out the window, buy yourself a PlayStation, an Xbox, a Switch, I don't care. I think that's why you don't like PC gaming, right? You're still using a Compact. <laughs> you know? You're telling me it's gotten better than a 4x3 monitor? <laughs> 18 inches of Compact Passario? 18 inches. Get out of here, man. Number four, uh, Jeff Keighley on Twitter, breaking news. Wow. Uh, Epic Games has hired uh, an Infinity Ward and Respawn co-founder. This is Jeff on Twitter. Some games, game industry scoop. Epic Games has quietly hired Jason West, Infinity Ward and Respawn co-founder, to work on its game development efforts. From what I hear, West, who lives in North Carolina, has been in the office for about a month. Uh, Matt Perslow over at IGN uh, used um, Jeff's tweet to make a story and added some context. Jason West was formerly co-founder of Respawn Entertainment, the company behind Titanfall and Apex Legends. Before that, he was a co-founder and president of Call of Duty studio Infinity Ward, where he worked alongside his fellow Respawn co-founder, Vince Zampella. Zampella. I know Vince's last name. I don't know why I screwed that up. As such, West has a rich history in spearheading development on some of the best first-person shooter titles of the last two console generations. Jason West left Respawn Entertainment back in 2013 and did not move to a new studio. As such, should Keeley be correct, this will be his first project since the original Titanfall. And let me ask you this, Tim. Yes. Has Jeff Keeley ever been wrong? No. Exactly. I don't know where you think you get off Matt Perslow from IGN coming in here and degrading the name of Jeff Keeley. Big, big GK. The fact that Jeff Keeley even tweeted this means he was at dinner with Jason West. And he's like, <laughs> can I tweet this? And Jason was like, yeah, sure. sure. Why not? Do it. Man. So there you go. Just industry moves and happening over there. Interesting yeah. to see what will happen, uh, you know, bringing him over as he is. Yeah, obviously a very talented individual mm -hmm. behind a lot of great studios. What's going to happen now from Epic? I mean, I hear he's a big achievement fan, so he's going to first project. That's his whole thing. I've come to the games team game and store. I won't make a game Unless. until we can get our trading cards over here. I don't even know what you're talking about with these trading Steam cards. Steam trading cards. Everyone knows what I'm talking Everybody. about. Isn't it actual just achievements, though? Nah, probably nowadays. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Where do they even go, though? You know? What does it even look like when you get in a Steam achievement? It just goes up in Steam. It's just gone. There's no way to it. I ask you, is there an app I could look at right now and see my Steam achievement level and see how, how many more I have than my friends? No. Only PlayStation has that. Xbox hasn't even cracked it. You know what I mean? Nintendo over there. I, we're talking about, we're in a space race right now when it comes the to this. Nintendo race. over there, monkeys <laughs> slamming rocks together. The Can I wear monkeys. the coconut as a hat? They don't know. They're monkeys. Come on. Yes. He'll make, the coconut will give him some special power. These are all jokes. I'm aware that Steam achievements are quite cool. Everybody be cool. Everybody be cool. I'm aware there's an app. I could probably use a look at them. I refuse to. I've don't seen worry, my Jason gone. Jason West is here for you. Mm, uh-huh. He was going to come fix everything. Number five. 
And finally, on the Roper Report for this Friday, Rockstar and Pinkerton have calmed the fuck down. This is Rebecca Valentine over at Games what? Industry Up is. You remember this? No. They were suing. Pinkerton tried to sue Rockstar for using the Pinkerton name, not the not the Weezer album. Oh. The Pinkerton lawman tried to sue Pinkerton in for or Rockstar for using Pinkerton in Red Dead Redemption Two, and then Rockstar was like suing him back. It's all over now. Take Two Interactive and Rockstar have moved to dismiss a lawsuit against Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations that was filed earlier this year in response to. A cease and desist letter as the firm has withdrawn its claims. The dismissal, which was initially reported by GamesDaily.biz, is the latest in a back and forth between the game studios and the firm regarding trademark and historical references in Red Dead Redemption 2. The dispute began in December of last year when Pinkerton issued a cease and desist letter to the two companies. Here comes Take Two. Quote, Take Two can confirm that the present day Pinkerton Consulting and Investigation Company has withdrawn its claims against Red Dead Redemption 2 and Take Two will not continue le- not continue legal action against Pinkerton. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a work of fiction set in the late 1800s that references historical entities active during that time. End quote. Hmm. Cool. Exactly. Uh, the real. I wouldn't even put this in the rundown, really, but it was. It had made the rundown in a previous Roper report when the lawsuit got filed. So this is an update. I figure we have to update it. We have to let people know what's going on. Let and we have. Know. We. That's what it's all about. Yep. Am I wrong, Barrett? No, you're not. Thanks, Barrett. Got you. I'll tell you what, mm, Tim. Mm-hmm. GTA 6 can't be that far off. A few years. Oh, you imagine it might be. A few be. years still. Yeah. But when it comes, I can't wait to see who sues Rockstar then. Oh, my God. But that's still really? so far away. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to know something more pertinent, like say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Nintendo Labo VR kit. Constructor Plus on PlayStation 4, Dark Quest 2 on PlayStation 4, Rolling Sky on Switch, Street Basketball on Switch, A Dark Room on Switch. Yeah, isn't that what you always wanted? Street Basketball sounds like a cop made it. Cop made it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, you also sounded like a fucking cop yesterday when you said Reefer on Debatable. I was quoting Super Troopers, you fucking idiots. Well, it made you sound like a fucking cop. Are you a fucking narc? They are cops. A Dark Room on Switch, Paradox Vector on PC, Hot Lap Heroes on PC and Mac, Bubbles the Cat on PC. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me see go. the Steam achievement list for Bubbles the Cat. Bear Bear, if you don't mind from me, all right? Bubbles the Cat. Uh, new dates for you. Super Blood Hockey has now been confirmed. The game will be uh, available to download on the Nintendo eShop on April 26th. PlayStation 4 and Xbox versions will follow at a soon-to-be-confirmed date sometime in Q2 2019. So throw this up there right now. This is we have an abomination. This is Bubbles the Cat, and let me tell you, as soon as they get smart and port this over to PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 4 with cross-buy and trophies, I'm buying it. I'm in. Look at that. You're telling me right now this isn't a uh, this isn't a 15-minute platinum? And if they make it hard, they can go to hell. Oh, look at them get all the cat treats or the fish or whatever. Oh, Bubbles the Cat, Steam April 12th, man. Can't wait. I'm all over it. Uh, uh, oh, continue with new dates. Control is getting two expansion packs, the Foundation and Awe, and they have exclusive time on PlayStation 4. Xbox One people have to wait. This doesn't sit right with a lot of people. Mm. The nanobiologist writes into patreon.com slash games and says... Hey, Greg and Tim. Happy Friday. Control has announced their launch plans along with all the different versions of the game and what each version comes with. What struck an odd chord to me was Xbox is getting the expansions on a later date. 
Single player DLC expansions. I have all three consoles and a PC, so I could just get it on PlayStation 4 to play the DLC earlier, but not everybody has that luxury. This seems completely unfair, especially since the window of exclusivity is not specified. The only other time we've seen this was with Call of Duty in a week to month-long exclusivity of multiplayer maps. And you could squeeze Destiny in here with a strike being exclusive for several years. I don't know if you can squeeze it. That's exactly what it, what it was, nanobiologist. And I also feel kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. There's been plenty of other examples of this other than Call of Duty, no? To me, single um, Tomb Raider, the fucking rise of the Tomb Raider, the entire game. Anyways. To me, game. single player DLC should be released day and date on all consoles if the original game does the same. People worry about spoilers. If they look up videos and our Xbox players, are they then required to go radio silent on all things control after a new DLC expansion pass is revealed, released, sorry, so they can experience it for the first time themselves? Also, there's no digital deluxe edition on Xbox that comes with all the expansions. What the fuck? Hope you both have a good weekend. Nanobiologist. Welcome to the world of video games in 2019. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's right. It's I'm not just, consumer friendly, but it's it's business. And I like, mean, that's the biggest thing. And I think I saw it on Reset Era is where they had all the spreadsheets or the images broken out, right? And yeah, I understand being upset at the decision, but it's also somebody was in there. It's like, I get it. 505 Games and Remedy want to make sure they pay for this game. That's the problem is like, especially with them with control. It's like, it's not a guaranteed hit. You know, in fact, like I say, it's uphill struggle for them. So, yeah. and, I, I, and you want to say, you if you want to, piggyback off of that right look at remedy's former work right and i'm and i love remedy i've said that many times full disclosure but max Payne, okay great ps2 generation huge hit everybody loves Ooh. max Payne. but then what alan wake on xbox which is a niche title niche yeah. title that's got an uh, a, a small fan base for it right quantum break for xbox another title that did not i mean granted there's a whole argument there of xbox changing strategy and how they did everything but quantum break never moves the it needle hit it never moves the needle it did. And so you have Remedy once again going, all right, we're making a new IP. Like, how do we make sure that we keep the studio doors open? And, like, and that's the thing is, how do we find a publisher that's willing to take the risk on us to then keep the doors open to pay us to do this thing, to do the next game and stuff? Yeah. And I'm not saying Remedy's in trouble, but I'm also saying we live in a time right now where your studio can't have two games that uh, have a cult following. Mm -hmm. You need to have a game that has a breakout success and get there. And Control, well, you know, Andy and I thought it looked really cool. Uh, we played it at GDC and did the demo there. We had glowing impressions on Gamescast. Not glowing, I guess. We were like, we're really into, into it. it. Yeah. Sci-fi looks great. Gunplay, a little bit this, a little bit that, whatever. Uh, Trevor Starkey, uh, obviously friend of the show, a kind of funny best friend. He had written in after playing it at PAX, and he's like, oof, I, don't, I did not have these things. Like, it was chugging here at PAX and doing all these different things. So, like, there's already a mixed message out there about what, what people are seeing and who's playing what and yeah. how it's all running. Like, I think Control has a lot to prove, and it is... I mean, an X Files sci-fi weird game sounds really great, but is that an easy? That's not an easy sales pitch. Like, is is what are Five Hundred Five's projections for it? What does Remedy need to do for this game? Like, what what where are the business backends of what this game has to sell to be a success? Mm -hmm. And so that's where you get into these things of okay, cool, let's go. I mean, to nanobiologist point, uh, DLC expansions, right? And like, oh my god, people are worried about spoilers. I I understand. I guess if you're on like the control subreddit or in a control super fan group. I don't think this is going to be like Dumbledore dies on page, whatever like this. People aren't going to be running around that kind of thing with it. Not to mention with all due respect to story DLC, it rarely matters, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Assassin's Creed DLC dropped for Odyssey and I fucking love Odyssey and I played through 
the first two chapters right? I still haven't finished th- the third chapter and I don't yeah. know what ha- I'm sure if I wanted to go looking I could find it but I'm on the Assassin's Creed subreddit Spider-Man was cool story stuff but sure. like, it was just fun little like but, and that's my thing is like did you beat it right mm-hmm. if and so if I and we're not gonna spoil it here but if I had said some of the spoilers would you have like flipped out like I was no, like, oh my god no, especially if you played the game yeah. like I feel like any spoiler in the DLC is only cool because of the, it references main, back to stuff in yeah. the main game yeah, yeah. And, but it's all just fun little like and that's things. my I just don't I mean and maybe I'm maybe I'm totally underselling remedy but I the foundation and awe are the DLC expansions we're talking about I expect them to be cool we you know are doing these new things in a new environment with new powers or whatever it's going to be but I don't expect it to be like here's the real ending of the game here's Iceman just fuck back Sean Ashmore. <laughs> ah, now I'm with you. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Quantum reach, break. That was a reach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because yeah. I was talking about X Files. So then I was trying to make the X Men connection from that. Totally forgetting, of course, that thing there. You know what I mean? X Men. Anyways, throw all that out the window. Does this suck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It'd be awesome if everything was everywhere for everybody, and we all we all got it. But it is a business, and it is all these different things, and they do want you to motivate one way or the other. Again, mm-hmm. this is what Andrew and I were talking about yesterday in terms of marketing and things ending with plays best on xbox one right playstation 4 logo where you're taking a third party game and making it seem like it's first party yeah. because you do want to you motivate people the there. conversation there. and it's back to what we're talking about uh for 505 a smaller publisher uh working with remedy a team that needs a success that i'm sure they also want to have help from playstation and yeah. so if playstation i'm sure the deal is cool give us the expansions early and we'll, we'll put you in commercials we're going to put you in commercials we're going to promote this like our thing we're going to run you know pre-roll on youtube and blah 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 like that's what they want and need because they don't want to pay for the marketing all themselves. Yeah. So again, what the fuck? I'm sorry you've woken up in 2019. <laughs> We've been headed this way for a long time and this is how it is. Whether it be Call of Duty, whether it be something else. Um, Tim, mm-hmm. you ready for deals of the day? I am totally uh, Guess who's got a big old sale? Xbox does, everybody. Ooh, you can go for the full Fox. details to news.xbox.com, but I'm going to give you the highlights. You can save up to 65% off select Xbox games. Uh, this spring, there are more than 500 deals on Xbox digital games and add-ons, including popular titles like The Division 2, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, FIFA 19, NBA 2K19, and more. Uh, you can get the best deal of the year on Xbox Game Pass, three months for $1. Don't forget that if you haven't gone gold yet, the spring sale is the perfect time to join. You get the first month of Xbox Live Gold memberships for just a buck, plus you also get 1,000 coins in Apex Legends virtual currency on Xbox. Uh, you can save on Xbox consoles and accessories. There's deals for PC gamers. April 12th through the 22nd, you can save up to 50% on popular games like Forza Motorsport 7, Forza Horizon 3 Bundle, Sea of Thieves, Age of Empires Definitive Edition, Crackdown 3, and more. Plus, you can save big on popular movies and TV shows and apps. Save up to 40% on select hit movies and TV shows, including Bumblebee, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and there's also deals on new releases, bundles, classic favorites, and more. Again, friend of the show, Will Tuttle, wrote all this stuff out over at news.xbox.com. So if you're looking for some Xbox deals, head on over there. Tim, it's time for reader mail. Mm-hmm. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. First up, it's Hims. You've heard us talk about Hims and how they are helping guys look their best. And if you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And the thing is, once you start to notice thinning hair, it can be too late. That's why you need to be like Nick Scarpino and Andy Cortez. They noticed their thinning hair and they went to forhims.com, talked to a doctor, sent in some photos, got prescription solutions backed by science, which Andy only eats in gummy form because I'm pretty sure Andy is 12 years old. But again, realized his hair was thinning, needed to do something about it, teamed up with Hims. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Hims 
is helping guys look the best, be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat their hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. You can save hours by going to Hims. Uh, our listeners can get started with the Hims Complete Hair Kit for just five dollars today, right now, while supplies last. Parentheses and subject to doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy or somewhere else. So go to forhims.com slash games daily. That's F O R H M I S dot com slash games daily. Forhims.com slash games daily. Mm-hmm. Up next, it's Harry. Harry's founders were tired of paying upfront for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, or handles that look like spaceships. Tactics, the leading brand, has been using for some time to raise their prices. They fixed that by combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for 95 years. They've received over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Harry's replacement cartridges are just $2 each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. All of Harry's blades comes with a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Tim uses it it's true. to trim the trademark Tim Tam to beard. Trim that Tim, Keep you know it I mean? tight. Keep it tight. Keep you it like tight. it? You oh, good? Yeah. You like the flex? I, I, I clean every day. Yeah? Didn't do it today. I don't, you know, well, it's not days. every day. All right. Most days. You're a liar. All right. Yeah. You can get a $13 <laughs> value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, including the weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover. My listeners can redeem it at harrys.com slash games daily. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash games daily and let them know we sent you to help support the show. Let's start. With Dan Lima. 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 Dan Lima. Dan, Dan says, Lima. hello, Greg and Tim. What's up? Yesterday, a student wrote in asking if they should be concerned about working in game development because of crunch culture and some of the other toxic patterns associated with the industry. As a dev who works for a smaller game studio in LA, I wanted to share an extra perspective and hopefully shed some light on the side of the industry that's not often seen. My studio has around 40 people, and while we've never, and while we... And while we've been around for decades and done many things, most of our work nowadays is uh, is of a co-developer or porthouse. Basically, we get hired to work on specific components of certain games or port games to new platforms. We'll take work for everything from tr- small to AAA. My schedule is flexible, the rare slash occasional overtime is paid, and everybody seems to have a good work-life balance. There are a lot of other studios out there that work in a similar fashion. Whenever I meet people that want to get their first job in the industry, I I try to advise them to think outside the box and look for places like that, outside of your typical rock stars or Treyarchs. It's a nice way to get in, learn the craft, work on cool projects, and still maintain a healthy balance in your life. Maybe you can even squeeze in some time for side projects every once in a while. In summary, AAA has its pros and cons and is not for everybody. So evaluate, evaluate what's important to you and don't be afraid to look for other type of game jobs out there. Keep up the great work, guys. Dan Lima. Thanks, Dan. Well said, That's Dan. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was our thing yesterday where I was like, well, the basic thing was, I was like, obviously, squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So mm-hmm. these problems are what people want to talk about when in reality, some of the smartest people I've ever met are game developers and they wouldn't let, they wouldn't eat shit every day. They must be having a good time. It must be rewarding. They must be about it, right? Yeah. And so like, don't let the horror stories that you hear scare you off, but also know that you we need to speak up when those happen to try to make a better place. Absolutely. I want you to read the next one while I drink some water. Let me see. Where do I want to go? I want to go to Andy Mack. 
All right. Andy Max says, what's up, Mr. Miller and Mr. Gettys? In this modern world of microtransactions and season passes, how come game developers aren't using merchandise to its full potential? I know there are special editions of games. I have many of them, but games like Persona 5, I didn't even know about till after it came out and played it and loved it and working on that plat. How's yours going, Gregory? Okay. I don't have any, but I don't have any statues or clothing. There's some out there, but it's limited. I'm 23 and live alone and will spend money on dumb, expensive toys. Fair. What's your take on this? I uh, hope to see you at the London meet and greet. And congratulations, Tim. Your proposal video brought a tear to my eye. We will see you, Andy Mack. We will see you. Um, go to a hot topic? I don't know. Yeah, I, you, <laughs> you, you're putting an Andy Mack on, uh, and I love your work, by the way, Game Informer. Uh, you're putting your uh, the onus on developers when in reality it's... IP holders and I mean the reason developers don't do more of it is that merch fulfillment sucks like look at us right yeah. we've been doing this how long we're like alright let's make the kind of funny shirt right and that almost killed Joey yeah. it took four months to get every one of them out to get every one of them shipped I think we're still behind on all the other fan mail because of it yeah. like that sucks so a developer never do it in house when you're talking about uh special editions again that's trying to strike while the iron's hot and get you to go out there and buy it at that specific moment when everybody's juiced when everybody's jazzed and with all due respect to people who love special editions most of the time the crap in it's not that great How many, i remember oh man the dc universe online one's got this batman statue and you get it, it's all flimsy plastic and i'm like oh well it's just a crap statue yeah, it wasn't the same thing with the arkham knight uh special edition too where they like canceled the batmobile yeah the batmobile was a whole rigmarole yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and, I, and so we can't even speak to if it was good or not i think then you get into what we also find right is that Cool. You have an audience behind a game, and, I, and I'm. You're, you mentioned Persona Five. Obviously, Persona Five is huge. You yeah. want Persona Five merch? Go to Japan. Go to insert clo uh, coin clothing. Like, yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of things out there. That's when you start making smart license decisions. Yeah. Oh, insert coin is awesome at that. Of like, they oh that mustard brand is awesome at that. Oh, people love Metal Gear. Let's get the Metal Gear license and make cool shit about mm -hmm. that. You can find those things, but you're not going to find them through the thing because it's just a pain. They're and making I, games. Exactly. You know? And it's the collector's edition, you're right. It is just to sell that. It's not they're not really worried about the merch that it comes with. It's more about like trying to tantalize you to get the game. Right. And then so then if you're talking about like you're you know Andy Max literally talking about it, like I get these games later, I come to them, I want to buy stuff. Keep in mind you can't keep a store running forever on the, the initial wave or whatever uh, whatever you put out there. And that's where I was driving with us, right? It's a similar thing of the kind of funny audience. You guys are amazing. Kind of funny best friends are incredible. We don't move the needle for merch for a fucking second. Are you kidding me? Like, and that's why like people are like, why aren't there more options on the store? And it's always like, you need to buy more. And I know that's chicken and egg thing. You want more stuff because that's what you want to buy, but we don't put the stuff up because you don't buy. And it's like it's a weird thing of even if we were when we, when we accidentally ordered what was it 5,000 kind of funny face pillows or whatever it was and like those are up there forever still are maybe and they were selling for like a dollar at one point like granted that was a problem on our supplier that wasn't us yeah. but it's, it just goes to show of like merch is hard and it's hard to guess and I would love an honest conversation and not even real numbers but with the PlayStation gear store mm. of when they did that I was like that's a bold move to do and is it I'm asking is it paying off like I they have cool shit up there I I used to love going to PSX and buying stuff out, out of the booth but I've only ordered the Kratos axe from the store and I'm pretty much right in the target demographic of that like how many people are going in there and buying the yeah. amazing statues and the, not even and then I'll go the not so amazing shirts like you know me I fucking love Patapon. Oh, they got Patapon shirts. I click on I'm like, "Ooh, that's an ugly shirt." And I'm out, right? Like mm. and that's like that's where it comes down to is like I am arguably one of the world's biggest Patapon fans, right? And you can't get me to buy your shirt. Like that's yeah. that how many Patapon shirts have you moved? Was it worth putting up? Are they print on demand? How many sizes are going? Blah blah. A lot of questions. Like, yeah. And so like doing 
video game merch or merch in general is incredibly difficult when you do have people that really are man i loved this 60 dollars thing i bought well here's a 20 dollars shirt and eh, it's a little it's not exactly what i want exactly so i'm not gonna do it yeah but honestly the internet is great for this because yeah. if you if there's something you like whether it's officially licensed or like it's just on etsy there's something dope that's out a great point you, yeah, you yeah, yeah 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 so. Etsy's a good one to get the weird the weird weird stuff like you said hot topic mustard brand uh insert coin i'd also throw stop i would throw out tea turtle they do a lot of good stuff too that are like you know mm -hmm. you can find it but yeah, you're not going to be able to go to like Atlas's website and click on the Persona store. Like Even though the here, Persona store is just Japan. If, if all you want is Persona 5 merch, sit here for about 10 minutes and just say Persona 5 t-shirts, Persona 5 pants, Persona 5, whatever it is, jackets, Instagram is, is not listening to you. And then then go on your Facebook and the algorithm will find you stuff. It'll just give you Dude, whatever you I want. If you, find, if you get a Persona 5 ad of any kind i want to see you screenshot it, it okay. it's like weird how much like it's true though because i talk about smile direct club because i have smile direct club and now that i'm like finished with it now i'm getting ads for smile direct clubs like i did this already <laughs> it's gonna happen persona five t-shirts persona five jackets angel the answer gets the final question he or she wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says What's good, doggy dogs? My question is about the future of two of the biggest multiplayer shooter franchises. Last year, Black Ops 4 released as the first multiplayer-only Call of Duty game and has been pretty successful, especially with the introduction of the Blackout mode. On the other hand, Battlefield 5 has struggled since release, including being on sale for 50% off con uh, consecutively since December, parentheses counting on either digital or physical copies. Do you see either EA or Activision taking a lesson from Ubisoft in changing the approach to their respective franchises closer to a games-as-a-service structure and attempt to make them more profit on one game over time instead of keeping up with the annual biannual release schedule? Angel says, P.S. Shout out to all my kind of funny best friends I met at New York meetup. I apologize if my writing skills sucked. Um, the answer here is complex, obviously. Uh, I think Blackout Mode and Call of Duty being strictly, hey, online only was a good first step towards that. But you won't see a real pivot to this in the Ubisoft model until you see a decline in all those sales. Battlefield 5, right? Very interesting. What's going to happen uh, based on the fact that that hasn't been well received? Uh, I think it had not launching with its Battle Royale. Kind of feeling half-baked from what review said. I obviously didn't play. Um, that puts them in an interesting case. I would say EA is the most likely to move on that. But again, you don't want to move on that when... Are people going to come to that as a game, as a service? Are Battlefield 6, would that really move the needle if we're doing it? What do you need to change people's perceptions about that? I think taking more time off than coming back and launching that as a games as a service would really pay off for them. Call of Duty, I just don't see it happening anytime soon because of the structure they have and the fact that, okay, cool, Blackout Mode was great. We want to see that continue to be a game as a service. Guess what? Um... Everybody else stop. Like, you know, what, uh, you know obviously what? It was Sledgehammer, Infinity War, so it's Treyarch next. No, no. You're right. It was kind of funny. Uh, Black Ops 4 was Treyarch, right? So then it's Infinity War. No, no, Infinity War was, right? I can uh, never keep it straight. Yeah, same. You can't do it either? Yeah. Can you just Google I'll, for I'll, me? I'll, I'll look it up. No, you can't. You're, you know, we're doing that thing. Call no, Kevin's, of Kevin's Duty 4. Black, Black Ops 4. And it's Infinity War. No, it's Treyarch. Why don't they ever make it easy to see? They do, you know what I mean? They yeah, shrink, they like hide it all the way down. They shrink down the image on everything. Yeah, Here we go. Yeah. No, still there. Yeah, it's Treyarch. That's that little weird symbol they do. What is the symbol they do? Anyways, so Treyarch was Black Ops. So now it'll be Infinity Ward. 
then it'll be Sledgehammer, then it'll be Treyarch. How do you do it where you're you're switching them off but then not throwing them off? It's too complicated. The Call of Duty system is the Call of Duty system, and it will be the Call of Duty system until there is a drastic reduction in sales where people are like, you know what? We have to change something. Activision Sorry. is the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it company. It is not broke for them. EA, on the other hand, yeah. Battlefield, you know, I think squandered a lot of the goodwill it had after Battlefield 4. Mm-hmm. Battlefield 5 came out. It didn't have the Battle Royale running. didn't it seem like Battlefield it was. Battlefield 1. My apologies. Awesome. Right, right, right. right. Oh, of course, how could I forget that naming structure? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Uh-huh. Of like, what do they do next with that one? I don't think they're going to go games to service because, again, EA has uh, uh, Apex now, but EA does a bunch of weird ass shit nobody ever sees coming. They and they do need they do need to figure out what the fuck to do with Battlefield. So that'd be a way to do it, but I just don't see them taking their foot off their gas. I think they're gonna keep iterating because again, yeah. even though it doesn't do what they want it to do, it's still clearly doing well enough to keep doing. Yeah. Tim? Yeah. It's time to squad up. Let's do it. This is where one of you writes in to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. You give me your name, username, platform of choice. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Robert Mims writes in on the PlayStation 4. His Robert writes in, and this is what he says. Thanks to our evil PlayStation overlords, I'm now able to rep the true champ on PSN. My PSN name is John L. Ace Esquire. I'm also trying to platinum the Borderlands series before three comes out. I'd love some co-op partners to help with trophies and just have some fun with best friends on Pandora champ to champ. If you uh, our go, lawyers will be in contact with you. For- Kevin keeps sending out the ceases and desist letters. Yeah. They're not filled out, but he sends them out. That's good enough for me, right? Damn it, Kevin. Uh, if you want to go play with some fucking idiot named Robert, <laughs> hit up John, J-O-H-N-L, Ace, Esquire on the PlayStation Network. Love that he did it. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up when we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe uh, one that got tweeted to me was from my good friend Aaron Fitzgerald of course mm. Chie in Persona 4 uh, she hit me up yesterday she listens to the show and she, when I yesterday we were talking about a League of Legends guy wrote in at the end he went wow or mentioned wow and I was like I don't understand what that is or whatever turns out it's Aaron's podcast oh. Aaron does a podcast called uh, waifus of OW. So, awesome. wow, right? Uh, waifus of Overwatch. Uh, it's Aaron and it's uh, Danielle McRae. Uh, if you want to go listen to voice actors talk about uh, Overwatch, there cool. you go. And That's it makes great. more sense because I knew Aaron's super into it. I follow her on Twitter. So, I see her at Overwatch League each and every time. <laughs> If yeah. that's happening, she's there. Mm. Now I get it. She's got a podcast about it too. So there you go. Everybody check out Waifus of Overwatch. But Tim, let's see what we screwed up today. You ready? We're, yeah, we're looking pretty good. <sighs> Zaxxon Galaxon says, uh, to clarify, Steam trading cards are given out for playing games in your library. And when you get a full set, you can craft a badge for your profile. You can craft the same badge multiple times to increase its tier up to tier five. Dorks! <laughs> Lord of Pwn. Corrects it, but I don't think you needed to. Infamous Second Son was always stated to be a PlayStation 4 launch window title, not a proper launch title. Still, it had all the trappings of a launch game where you're using all this weird stuff. Whatever. Uh, Kebabs and the J-Man 93 point out that when I guess I said, Kevin has gaze gone. And it was like, whoa. Yeah, clearly I was saying days gone in a quick succession, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> Kevin does not have a game called Gaze Gone. Um... Kebabs points out the kind of funny smiley pillow is no longer available on the store. Uh, the nanobiologist says the Treyarch logo is a tray a tray foil knot. I have no idea what that is. Interesting. I don't That's know. the logo. 
if someone well, what is a trefoil and what is a trefoil knot? Is it just a kind of knot? I mm-hmm. I believe so. Huh. Um, uh, is it something military? Maybe. All right. Well, you don't know anything. None of you know anything. Y'all think you know shit. You don't know anything. It's the, I just I wanted to not. point out that uh, the the man standing on stage after because I was looking up Star Wars stuff. Sure. Uh, after the trailer was actually the actor of Palpatine, not John Williams. Or oh. Because that was Palpatine's laugh at the end. Nice. In knot theory, a branch of mathematics, the trefoil knot is the simplest explanation of a non-trivial knot. The trefoil can be obtained by joining together the two loose ends of a common overhand knot, resulting in a knotted loop. As the simplest knot, the trefoil is fundamental to the study of mathematical knot theory. And when I think of knot theory, I think of Call of Duty Black Ops. So that does make a lot of sense. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, your final one for the week. Remember, you should be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You should watch the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You should watch later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Uh, next week's hosting roster looks like this. I think this is incorrect. Why is that? Because I think that Andrea Renee is doing Monday, and I'm doing Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you guys switched that. But you did that thing, which I love, where you talk about it, and no one emailed me to fucking make it happen. Tickety talk. I talk to you. About fucking it, take though. care of yourself. Talk to you. Monday, it's going to be Andrea and Greg. Why? Because Game of Thrones in review. So Andrea's coming in for that on Mondays. Um, so Monday will be Greg and Andrea. Tuesday will be Greg and me. Wednesday looks like it's me and Gary Witta. Thursday is Greg and Andrea. And Friday is Greg and me. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.